Dear friends and family. 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 How are you? All right, guys. Welcome to Dear Friends and Family. My name is Lex, and this is my wife, Patty. Hello. This is session one of our show. I actually had a whole different ball game for this show, and Patty was like, "You just sound like a whining mule." So we've changed I did it. Not. <laughs> <laughs> so we've changed it up a little bit. She's now part of the show. We're gonna start off by just kind of telling our stories. I'm gonna start off by telling my story first, and then Patty's gonna tell you her story. And so we're just gonna kind of let you guys know where we're at and why we're starting this show. Originally, I wanted to start this show because I wanted to just let people know where we're at as a family and where ID Studios is going. But the cool thing about it is in true Patty's fashion, she came up with a better idea and has kind of transformed the show into a Let's talk about what it's like to live with illness. Exactly. And so it's not about me whining about where we're at in life. It's more along the lines of, yeah, life sucks, but we're moving forward. And this is how we're living positively with our conditions. And I have small fiber neuropathy and Patty has fibromyalgia. We both deal with pain on a regular basis. She has a very extreme case of fibromyalgia so i'll let her explain all of that coming up later in the show but um i did want to say thank you to our new sponsor our next show will actually have commercial for them that's going to be really cool delgado team thank you very much stay tuned for at the end of the show i'll let you guys know how to get a hold of delgado team they're awesome web consultants so Let's go ahead and go on with the show here. How does that sound? Sounds good. All right. Well, for me, my story starts off back in April 1st, 2014 with the worst uh, April Fool's gag <laughs> ever. <laughs> and it was literally, I, I, I went into work and I just wasn't feeling too hot. And there was something about me that just, I don't know. And I, I told Patty, I was like, babe, I'm just not feeling so hot. There's just something up with me. Is it okay if you can drive me home if I need to? Well, I needed it to, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, right about noon, he collapsed. So I collapse and I'm like, I guess I need to go home. So I go home and I spend the next week in bed getting worse. And so, you know, Patty is starting to kind of worry. And okay, let's go to the hospital. So we go to the hospital and they're like, oh, you just have the flu in, in their true fashion. Viral infection. Viral infection. Please go home. <laughs> Take two of these and don't call us in the morning. I'm not going to get into healthcare stuff because, yeah, the, uh, I've, I've learned a lot of bad stuff going through this illness. Fast forwarding, you know, we ended up in the hospital one more time after that. Finally was admitted and was admitted for almost a week. Man, they took every test under the sun. Every, 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 every test. test. <laughs> <laughs> we have medical professionals in our family, and they were like, did they check him for this? Did they check him for that? Yeah, they've checked him. <laughs> yeah. Needless to say, I went through a laundry list of tests, and it was to my uh, neurologist's annoyance when he came and talked to me and said, you know what? You're just annoyingly healthy. Besides whatever the hell is going on with me. At this point, they just were trying to get me healthy enough to get out of the hospital just so that I could walk. And so they started putting me on different types of medication to help. They put me on this one medication that started to help right away. 
And so that was good enough to get me out of the hospital. And then turns to the craziness of trying to find a doctor to help us. <laughs> that was just absolutely insane. Fired by two doctors because they just had no idea what was wrong with him and they couldn't handle it. Yeah. And so here we are trying to figure out what the hell is going on. And we keep getting doctors that are firing us. And I'm, I'm sitting here going, dude. I'm dying. Like, what the hell? These guys don't want to tell me. Like, finally, we find this really great doctor, funny as hell, total cowboy kind of guy. He tells me, oh, I know exactly what's going on with you. Very hesitantly, but excited. We were like, okay, what's, what's, what's up? And he's like, it sounds like you have this thing called small fibromyalgia or sorry, neuropathy. neuropathy. Sorry. <laughs> and so we get into at this point in, in my story where we get into the insurance battle of trying to get tests taken care of. And so the doctor ordered some tests and it took months of fighting with the insurance to get them to finally approve, you know, my condition. So the doctor ordered an MRI and the insurance said that he needed physical therapy instead. (laughs) Not really sure how those two things are related. (laughs) Yeah. At which, at which the doctor starts to laugh and goes, are you effing serious? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so that's where we're at. And so what ended up happening months later, I finally got an MRI and some blood work. Um, And of course, it all came back negative. It's all good. And so finally, he was very hesitant and they ordered a biopsy and they ended up biopsying both legs. And I'm not afraid to say it, but dude, that was some crazy (laughs) amount of pain. Like, I'm a tough guy and this is knocking me on my ass and I thought that I was in a lot of pain but when they when they did that biopsy on both legs Jesus Christ did it hurt face turned the color of a stop sign (laughs) and I'm I'm pretty dark skinned so the (laughs) fact that I was that bright red you know that's telling you something so I mean I I screamed out bloody murder it was it was pretty intense you know, living with this today is is difficult, and I've I've kind of come to the conclusion that I can either roll over and play dead with this, or I can find other ways to to survive. And I don't want people to think that I'm making light of my story because it's been hell. There's been times where I have contemplated on taking my life because the pain is just too much. The best way I can explain it to people is having a charlie horse all the time throughout your body and it never quits then times that by 10 then you know the pain that i'm going through on a regular basis you know the doctor told me that at this point it's just literally pain management you just need to manage your pain and that's that's all you can really do and so that's what i've been doing since but you know since then i've had to close my shop because i can't stand for longer than 15 minutes at a time and even when i'm sitting i'm still in a ton of pain it's crazy huh mm-hmm. and the worst thing is you know having my wife just stare at me in terror when she can't fix the problem because i'm in so much pain and i'm crying and she's just sitting there horrified and her heart's breaking because there's nothing she can do to help and so Well, at first it was like, if I would barely bump into him or touch him, it would create spasms that went all over his body. So I went to this place of like not wanting to touch him at all. (laughs) And then one day I'm sitting there 
and he gets this spasm in his leg and I just I couldn't not touch him anymore I couldn't not comfort him anymore and I just jumped up and I saw he was pressing one of his fingers in a certain point in his leg and I placed my finger as firmly as I could underneath his finger and applied pressure and we realized it stopped the spasming stopped and so now it's like I'm always trying to find that pressure point. <laughs> yeah. Anytime there's a spasm, anytime that I'm like, where is it? Show me. <laughs> because I can make it stop if I find the right point. And so that has kind of been a blessing when you just have to get over yourself and find a way to help. Oh, yeah. And I mean, dude, it's a godsend, the fact that we found these like little pressure point type mm-hmm. things. And it's weird because the last time you did it, you actually felt my nerves spasming under your finger there was like this string like there was a spasm happening in his knee and i pressed on it and it was creating this spasm that went all the way up his leg into his hip and so right at the knee i pressed down really really hard and i could feel there was like this piece of yarn is kind of what it felt like but it was freaking out like (laughs) freaking out just this little tiny piece but it was creating this huge spasm that went up his entire leg it's definitely a fascinating disorder yeah (laughs) it's interesting to live with that's for sure (laughs) yeah tell me about it the cool thing about it is that we've been finding really cool ways like the pressure point thing to kind of find ways to kind of manage my pain because my favorite is these uh, little hearts that I got from a bachelorette party thank you AJ And they're reusable and they're, you know, romantic massage pads or whatever. And they they get hot on their own. We don't use them for romance at all. (laughs) I just like will crack that thing and it'll start to get hot. And I'll just like start rubbing it on his muscles that are spasming. And it'll just sort of release. Damn, it feels great, man. The heat. I wish I could. But the thing is, is like it's that double edged sword. If you stay if you stay in one spot too long with Mm -hmm. that with that heat, it gets worse. So it's like it needs to just move. And when you're when you're doing it all over me, it's oh god, it feels so great. <laughs> and it's cool. People have sent us really cool like balms for your skin, and it's hilarious because none of them work for him. <laughs> but they all work for me. <laughs> yeah, I put on this one thing called morphine balm. And thanks, Tom. Yeah, thanks, Tom. And it had actually started to burn and, and hurt me. And so I was like, ah, babe, get it off me. Get it off me. <laughs> thanks, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> but me, I put that stuff on myself like every day. It's oh, awesome. yeah. <laughs> so, but, you know, it, it's one of those things. And so we've been trying to find different ways to manage my pain. And I'm on like, what, five different medications right yeah. now? God, I, I, <laughs> I always hate talking about it, but... Because, you know, I'm ashamed, but at the same time, I've been talking to enough of my friends that have told me, you know, this, if it's working for you, why are you concerned about it? And what is that that you're talking about? (sighs) Marijuana. Yeah. Drugs are bad. You shouldn't do drugs. If you do them, you're bad. Because drugs are bad. Okay. It's a bad thing to do drugs. So don't be bad. By doing drugs, okay, that'd be bad. Drugs are bad. Well, guys, I, I, I am, I am not trying to advocate for it, but at the same time, it works for me. It really did, um, and it does. I mean, and it's, it's night and day. Like I can be completely in a ton of pain, and I'll smoke some, and I feel better. And you know, now 
I have to smoke every hour or half an hour, depending if I'm having a really bad day, almost every 15 minutes. And it's just, I know for all the medical people going, well, you know, you're going to have to get more and more and more. Your tolerance is going to go up and blah, blah, blah. Well, you know, we're, <laughs> we're actually, we're broke. We're so broke that there's times where I have to go without. <laughs> so <laughs> it makes, it makes, it, it balances make, itself out. Yeah, it balances itself out. So the thing about it is, you know, is that I, I'm surprised, but it, it actually works. Patty actually is the one that started uh, using marijuana as a medication first. And as a lot of people know, uh, that actually caused a lot of issues in the house because, <laughs> we, yeah, we were both recovering alcoholics at the time. So this has been really difficult for me, at least, as far as you know, I have all of that program talk in my head. And at the same time, I have my muscles screaming in my head as well saying, <laughs> F that, do something to make this pain stop. <laughs> it is what it is. It is what it is. It works really well. But it's, it's interesting because if I take it by itself without my medication, it doesn't work. If I take my medication without it, it doesn't work. So I have to take them together for it all to work completely. You know, and I talked to my doctor about it and he's like, hell yeah, man, if it's working for you. So I guess we should also tell, tell him where my future may lie for me. I've got two interesting avenues for me. One is either A, a permanent, what is it called? Epidural uh, uh, in my lower back? Oh yeah, like if the pain never subsides, then they'll put an, a permanent epidural in his back that will help control the pain eventually. Or with this disorder, a lot of times what happens is that people just end up going completely numb. Their nerves completely shut off. Yeah, so dude, how crazy is that? My nerves are going to go completely off. I don't know if anybody has ever watched uh, that show East Haven. The sheriff, mm. uh, that guy, mm -hmm. he, he, he doesn't feel anything. Yep. Dude, that'd That's be interesting. That's my trouble. <laughs> <laughs> my trouble is this illness, man. <laughs> You're troubled. Yes, I'm a troubled individual. <laughs> That's pretty much it for my story. I'm, I, you know, I don't want to go on and on and on and bore you guys with all the crazy finer details. But yeah, this is it. This is my life now. You know, the pain is is never gonna stop for me. It's just gonna actually, it's actually gonna get worse. <laughs> there was a time where I had a hard time looking past this, where I was just really kind of. I was just stuck in it and I, I just really, like I said before, I wanted to just end my life because I don't want to live like this anymore. I don't want to feel this pain anymore. Then I look at my wife and I look at my kids and how much I love them and how I don't want to leave them without a husband or a father. Because you still are. Yes. I, despite the illness. Despite the illness. You are still illness. a great husband and father. Actually, sometimes I think it's made you a better husband and father. <laughs> You're definitely more patient. <laughs> well, I have to be now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if I get if I get mad, it hurts. <laughs> yeah. That's the other thing. My emotions getting angry. You know how when you get frustrated or you get angry or you have anxiety or you have any of that stuff. Stress. Stress. You tense up. Well, tensing up for me is not a good thing. <laughs> So going out to the living room and yelling at the kids because they're, you know, fighting with each other and knock it off and blah, blah, blah. That actually hurts me. Yeah. 
So he's a lot more patient and calm now. Yeah, it's like, okay, I'm now going to give you 20 warnings rather than two. <laughs> That's not true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. I mean, this is it. And I'm, I'm learning to live with this new life and learning to live like this. And Patty said, I have gotten a lot more patient and me and Patty have grown a lot closer together. And the kids and I have, you know, we've always been really close and we always play with daddy yeah, or they always play with daddy, but now they know that they can't play with daddy. But at the same time, we find other ways to play. And I'm still having fun with my kids and I'm showing them other ways to have fun. I guess the moral of my story is that it doesn't matter what you're going through in life. It might be hard and I'm, I'm not even going to pretend that I'm better. And oh, yeah, I'm going <laughs> to. I still have my my limitations and I still have my mind has walls that I just still can't get past and that's just gonna come with time god I hope so oh the four-letter word yes time is the other four-letter word and now our cause of the week since this is session one we decided to put a call out there to anybody who might know someone who could use a little extra support. We're looking for individuals who are going through some sort of illness and just sort of struggling to get through their days. Yeah, this is the whole concept of our show. We, we wanted to give back. Patty came up with this idea of causes. So this is it. I mean, this is going to be a good time for you guys if you, you know, know somebody who is struggling or if somebody who is going through an illness that needs some kind of help. Check us out on Facebook, PM us, or, or just post the cause on our Facebook and we'll take a look at it. And if we like it, we'll go ahead and put it on our show. And so every week we're going to be highlighting a cause, someone who needs help, and it's going to be our way of giving back. And for those of you who are able to help, please remember, your Starbucks can equal life to somebody. Five dollars. I mean, that can feed one of our family members for a oh, day, yeah. you know? So just remember, be kind. So with that, I'm going to hand it over to Patty, and she's going to tell you her story. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I was actually sick before Lex was. In 2011, I had a hysterectomy. They told me it would take four to six weeks to recover. And when I went <laughs> to my doctor at six weeks, I had not recovered. I could barely get up. I felt like crap. I had generalized pain everywhere. And she said, you need to go see your PCP. So I found myself a doctor and I started seeing him. Of course, just like Lex, most of my stuff came back normal. <laughs> <laughs> negative, negative, negative. But I had this weird inflammation in my body. And so they sent me to a rheumatologist. He checked my blood work and he checked some weird things. And then he checked the pressure points in my body that indicate whether or not you have fibromyalgia. And I had, I was only missing two. It didn't hurt in two of the, whatever, 16 places or whatever it is. <laughs> and he's like, you have fibromyalgia. And I said, that's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> we don't believe in fibromyalgia. I don't believe in fibromyalgia. <laughs> I don't believe it exists. I don't think it's real. I think it's just an umbrella that doctors throw at you when they can't figure out what's wrong with you. And then I realized, oh, maybe I should just look into this. So <laughs> I started looking into it and damn, all of my symptoms were the 
exactly what they were describing, like generalized muscle pain, your mood and your sleep being affected, your memory being affected. God, my memory. Even my kids are like, God, mom, you never remember anything. I'm like, welcome to my world. (laughs) Funny story on that one. I actually was getting really frustrated. It's like, babe, I just told you this five minutes ago. Ah! And so I did my own research. And yeah, you know, one of the things that is affected with fibromyalgia is your memory. I thought it was, you know, bullshit at first, but... (laughs) That's always our response. That's crap. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the rheumatologist was like, there's really not a whole lot that you can do. There's different medications that you can try, but there's no cure. And fibromyalgia is like a snowball rolling down a hill and it's only going to get bigger and all you can do is stop it from rolling further down the hill and that wasn't a very like positive message to me i was like <laughs> so you're just telling me that i have to live like this <laughs> okay thanks see you later so they put me on some medications and after about a year of being on those medicines i think that they just made me they made me really sick i was not in a healthy place i got into a really 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 dark place in my life and my depression took over. It took my best friends sitting across from me on a couch saying, how much of this is your depression? Hmm. And I just looked at her and burst into tears. And I said, I want to die. Help me. And so I was admitted that night into, or the next day into Sonora here in Tucson. And um, what a life altering experience for me. I spent almost a week in the psych ward. I was blessed with a doctor whose wife had suffered from depression and fibromyalgia for the last 20 years. And so he fixed my medications and he put me in an outpatient program. And so I was discharged and I started with intensive outpatient with Sonora. So the first time I walked into (laughs) the room or walked into the place, I saw a familiar face and then found out that she was going to be our therapist in intensive outpatient. And I freaked because (laughs) I knew her and I didn't think they were going to treat me because, you know, that violates whatever some... Yeah. ethical therapist <laughs> standard. And so I had to actually get permission from the, you know, higher ups at the Sonora outpatient for her to be my therapist. And what a blessing because she was familiar, you know, like it was a familiar face. She was a kind person. Like I was already comfortable. What an amazing experience. I went there three to four days a week for two and a half months. I also saw my therapist, Shelly Tate, who is amazing once a week for myself and once a week with my son who was four years old and beating me at the time (laughs) like i had bruises all over my body from my four-year-old because he was so out of control so we did (coughs) play therapy together and i did therapy and then i did the intensive outpatient i mean i was just like that's all i was therapy that's it that's all i did was therapy for two and a half months (laughs) but it changed who i am it changed my foundation it allowed me to rip up a broken foundation and lay down a new one and it gave me tools to deal with my fibro my experience with smoking marijuana (laughs) is a little bit different i I was having a fibro episode and my shoulder had locked up so hard and there was so much pain that I couldn't move for like five days. I couldn't turn my head. I couldn't walk. I got like, it was just like this intense pain. And this girl who I knew was like, try this. It's going to help you. And I tried it without thinking because all I wanted was for the pain to stop. Yeah, well, then she told her husband and her husband told my husband. I hadn't told my husband yet. And yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Besides that, the miracle of it was is that 
for the first time in a really long time, I wasn't in pain. And so that began my journey with using marijuana. It has been a godsend in my life. I'm no longer stuck in bed. I can get up and I can do things and I can interact with my family and cook amazing meals and do the things that I need to do. Not to say that I don't have my bad days. <laughs> well, it, and it also replaced a lot of medication for you I as did. well. I was on nine medications and uh, yeah, now I take one. It was one. insane. <laughs> take one now, which is awesome. <laughs> you know, I was really overweight for a long time and the doctors kept telling me, lose weight, lose weight, lose weight. I decided, like I had a sick stomach and so I decided to start cutting things out of my diet. And so one of those last things that I was like, I don't want to let go was wheat. I don't want to let go of wheat. But I did. And I actually found out that I'm allergic to it. It was making me really sick. And I've lost a lot of weight. But fibromyalgia is still there. Yeah. <laughs> the doctors told me, he's like, if you could get down to a size 12 or a size 10, your fibro would be gone. And I'm like, all right, I'm a size 12. But I still have fibro pain. Great. I got to say, though, I am proud of you. You look amazing. You've lost, what, oh, 70 pounds? Yeah, 70 pounds and 10 dress sizes. Damn. That's impressive, my love. Yeah, that's impressive. Awesome. Just by changing your diet. Just by changing my diet. Yep. And riding a bicycle. Yes, I love my bicycle. Yeah. Those morning rides are rough sometimes, though. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I live with this chronic pain. It's not like what Lex's pain is like. It's different. But it's still pain, you know? It's still uncomfortable, and it. I think for me, like the hardest thing to deal with is the fog. Fibromyalgia brings a lot of mental fog and it can really, when that fog sets in, my depression can really act up. And being a caretaker for three children and a disabled husband really can put a lot of pressure on that depression and on that physical health. And it's really hard for me to take care of myself sometimes. But for me, like doing this show is about talking about these things. There are so many times in the last, especially in the last year, that I have felt so alone. Like nobody out there can understand what we're going through. But I know that can't be true. I know that there are people out it there. It can't be true. I there mean, are people that understand. Yeah. I mean, the one thing that we've been dealing with lately, or not lately, but just in the past year with what I'm going through is just the intolerance. You know, yeah. like the the fact that like, okay, you're sick. Good for you. Either get better or move on. And for that first year, we were, we were just trying to figure out what, like, it's hard to move on when you don't know what's going on. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like I've spent months doing research on how to start a internet business and stuff like that. And so it's like, that's all I've been able to do because I don't know, am I going to be able to get back to work? But we've been dealing with this intolerance of just people who, well, yeah, you don't know what's going on in our lives. And and I understand that. Don't you think? Like, I, I agree with I that. I totally get when people don't understand. Yeah. What I don't get is when people are aggressively, in like, aggressive. What is it? Like, they're... Aggressively judging, maybe? I don't judgmental? know. Judgmental? Yeah. I don't, I don't know what it is, really. But it just... It's very isolating when people treat you that way because you have no, no interest in interacting with them anymore. Exactly. You know? It's exactly. like, dude, my life is hard enough. Please back off. Yeah. It's like, dude, we got enough drama going on. Why do I need yours? <laughs> <laughs> like... The thing is, though, is that the point of doing this is I want other people to know, like, you're not alone. Yeah. Maybe I can help someone else not feel lonely. Yeah. And when you brought up the idea, I really liked it. Like it just, it made sense for dear friends and family. It does make sense. I really want to bring in people who are dealing with pain 
Definitely. And, you know, if you're interested in being in the show, check us out on Facebook and, you know, shoot us a, a, a message, a you PM. look it up under Dear Friends and Family. Yep, on Facebook as a page. And the website is should be live now. And uh, you can find us at studioids.com, at Studio ids for twitter if you want to check uh check us out there too the biggest thing is is that we want to bring a positive light i think that is yeah and i think some weeks we'll be successful and some weeks we won't you know like it's just the honesty of living with pain exactly different levels of pain like some weeks i'm probably going to be here saying god lex has been in bed all week (laughs) i have to do this by myself you know i mean there's going to be hard weeks yeah and there might be times where i'm be you know doing the show by myself because patty just can't get out of bed that's the thing we're gonna either knock it out of the park or we're gonna completely bomb but it'll always be real it'll always be real (laughs) i will always be honest you know and tell you what's going on hey we had a great week i didn't have a great week you know that's the nature of living like this especially when you have two people who are creative and when you have two people living life with a literal pain in the ass yeah Yeah, so the funny thing is, is that I, I have this uh, this thing that happens to me. I'll just start laughing, even though it hurts so bad. My butt will actually spasm, and you know, imagine, <laughs> imagine this if you've ever watched like a twerk start video. Twerking like Molly. Twerking like Molly. Or uh, some girl shaking her I think her we booty. can make a lot of money on YouTube if I video <laughs> just your one butt cheek dancing. One butt just cheek. one. Come one on. butt cheek. We would make a lot of money. A lot of money. I, I'm sorry. Stop I just can't like do it. I just can't Stop do it. Like if you guys want to see it, uh, good luck because it's never going to happen. <laughs> If you have any questions or comments, you can always post it on our Facebook at the Dear Friends and Family, but <laughs> that will never happen. So We'll see. <laughs> Maybe while he's sleeping. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. I'm going to wake up, find a video of my butt just moving back and forth. That's right. It will be millionaires. Twerking like Molly. I, like I said, this, this is always going to be real. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm not. It's going to be honest. And, you know, this is it. Like, I mean, you know, we're going to talk about different causes and things that we want to, you know, support and help people, because that's the one thing. Like we set up a GoFundMe account and I had some very awesome people. We had some very yes. awesome people that helped us out with that. But we also had some people who were just like tough. You know, there's people out there who have pain you're not the only ones make a living and and move on yeah that's not that's not really that easy (laughs) it's easier said than done and now our hero of the week okay so in this section we are going to give a shout out to a particular hero our heroes yeah (laughs) so if you have somebody in your life if you are struggling through a really hard time and somebody just sort of stepped in and saved your day. Saved your butt. <laughs> <laughs> we want to hear about that person. Send us your messages and maybe your hero will be recognized on our show. Oh, yeah. And I'd actually like to recognize someone right now, two people. They're our hero of the week, um, of the century. of our lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're the heroes of the century. 
I should probably say this one. Mom and Dad, I love you so much. My parents have given us security and a home and helped support us emotionally and mentally. Yeah, they've, they've done a lot. But more than that, they've shown patience and they've shown compassion and they've shown um, love. Love. Just, love. Just pure, just wholehearted love. And I, I want to say thank you, guys. You guys are awesome and you guys rock. You will always be my hero. Uh-huh. I love you. If you've got a hero that you want to showcase, again, it's the same deal as our causes. Go to Dear Friends and Family. Just uh, drop us a line and let us know who your hero is and why. Give us a little rundown of what they've done for you. And then uh, we'll go ahead and play it on the, on the air. Go heroes! All right, guys, as promised, I'm here to tell you about our first sponsor, Delgado Team Website Consultants. If you're interested in seeing how your website rates professionally and where you need to improve a little, or if you're in need of a new website altogether, give the Delgado Team a call at 520-235-9697. And remember, let them know that ID Studio sent you. All right, guys, we hope that you liked session one. This session is now coming to a close. That was so much fun. It was, wasn't it? <laughs> so it was a, fun. It was a great time. I hope you guys liked it. We had a blast making it. Head it, on over to our Facebook. Give us a like. Give us a comment. Yeah, sure. Tell us it. about your heroes. Yes, tell us about your heroes. Tell us about everything that you want to hear in this show as far as causes goes. And uh, stay tuned for our next show next week. Yeah, thank you guys. And Sincerely, Lex and Patty. Have a good one.